Welcome to Narrow Way to Broadway, a podcast for people of faith with a passion for the arts. Each episode is designed to foster community for the thespian and non-thespian and the believer and non-believer alike by navigating topics affecting the hearts, minds, and homes of artists everywhere. Thanks for joining. What is up, Narrow Way to Broadway? This is Emma. I am over the moon to be back with you all. I could not be more excited. I have my setup in my closet in Chicago. If you hear a train going by, it's because there's a train going by and this is the quietest place I could get in my house. So enjoy. Um, I wish you guys could see me right now. I, I actually look ridiculous, but anyways, it's okay. His power is made perfect in my weakness. Okay. Amazing. Season two, episode one. We listen to James talk about faithful family and doubt and what it means to be a believer in a time of like patience and hope. Um, so if you haven't listened to it, definitely go listen, but it was amazing. Um, and sort of what I want to talk about today is this concept of doubt um, and how we should be responding to that as believers. And so, yeah, I want to turn to Genesis 17 and 18 specifically. Uh, Here we see Abraham and his wife, Sarah, and God comes to them and basically tells them that they're going to have a son. And in Genesis 17, verse 16, God is talking to Abraham and he says about his wife, Sarah, I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. And it says, Abraham fell face down. He laughed and said to himself, will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? So in his doubt, Abraham actually laughed at God, questioning, is this really what you want? Could this really happen? And Sarah has a similar uh, response to this in Genesis 18. She says, it says, Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already very old and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. It says, so Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, after I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, this is verse 13, why did Sarah laugh and say, will I really have a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year and Sarah will have a son. And again, we just see this image of sort of this laughter or this doubt of what? Like, I think it's easy to laugh things off sometimes and be like, okay, God, sure, we'll see. Um, And this sort of is a full circle moment because in Genesis 21, a couple chapters later, once um, their son is born, it says, Sarah said, God has brought me laughter and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. Um, And I love this passage because I think it – captures a lot of what we deal with as believers um, in terms of just God calling us to things that feel out of the ordinary or feel scary or feel large um, and just kind of laughing it off and being like, okay, I doubt it, saying, literally saying, okay, I doubt it. And the Lord's response being, why did you laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I just think that's so beautiful. I think that I have that realization a lot of like, oh, this could never happen or, oh, that that that's out of my plan or that doesn't seem like it would make sense. And then just asking myself too, like, wait, 
is anything too hard for God? Um, and I think that we approach doubt in a way that is kind of scary. And I think that part of the reason why we think that is because, um, at least for me growing up in church, doubt was like a no-no. I know that in James 1, it talks about wisdom and it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But then at verse 6, it says, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. And then it says that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. And that was really hard for me to accept when I was a child because I think how it's manifested in my own life is that if I doubt, I, I, it means that I'm not a believer. Or if I doubt, it means that I um, am fearful. But some of the things that I've struggled with are like, if I fully believe in this Jesus guy, if I fully want to base my life on him, that means I am a crazy religious person or that means that I don't believe in science or that means that I like have to buy into something that I don't know everything about. And that's how it's manifested in my own life, um, which is why a big part of my testimony revolves around 2 Corinthians 4.8, where it says that we are perplexed but not driven into despair. So I want to go back to the James verse a little bit. And I was doing some research because I always thought it's interesting. I'm reading through the Old Testament right now, and there are so many times where God's people, the Israelites, question God. They literally question God. They ask him questions, um, which would imply that they doubt what he's doing. Um, so I wanted to look into this James verse. And here we go with the Greek roots that I love to bring to these prayers. But in James 1, when it says, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. The, uh, the root for the word doubt is um, diakrino in Greek, which actually isn't directly translated to doubt. It's directly translated to without wavering. Um, and this word means to separate oneself in a hostile spirit, to learn by discrimination or to withdraw from. So I think that what's interesting about what we see here in James is that it's it's not even necessarily that you must believe and to be in doubt is to be in sin. Where it becomes a problem is when we doubt and separate ourselves from the Lord. Um, and I think that one thing that I've learned is that in my flesh and in my human nature, I'm going to have doubts. I walk on the street, like the other day, I was walking on the street, be bopping around, listening to my worship music. And I have these thoughts all the time. So if you know, you're there, hopefully someone can relate to this. I'll be like, do I really believe this stuff? And it's so, it catches me off guard, like so, so much. And I think that those are just little lies that the enemy plants in me. But it's not that, it's not the presence of these little doubts um, that cause us to be double-minded. It's the fact that when we waver, we're separating once we're separating ourselves from the Lord in a hostile spirit. And I like to believe that the Lord is like, hey, come with me. Like, if you're going to doubt, come do it alongside me. Ask me questions. That's what it says right before that verse. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously without finding fault and it will be given to you. So if you're like me um, and you're experiencing doubt in this time, maybe it's like in regards to quarantine, you have a lot of time with your own thoughts or um, you're just struggling to reconcile with this idea of like a good God who is just um, and who loves everyone equally, um, know that he wants to wrestle with that with you. 
Um, yeah. So that's kind of how it's manifested in my own life. And with that verse in 2 Corinthians 4, 8, um, perplexed, the word perplexed is actually derived from the Greek word aporeo, which means to be at loss with oneself or to doubt or to be without resources, um, which I think is so interesting because I often find myself in that perplexed state um, of doubt. And I think that I laugh it off like Sarah and Abraham did. And I'm like, oh, LOL, what's going on here? Or I don't, I don't really believe that. And God's like, um, hello, is anything too hard for me? Um, so I think one thing that I was excited to talk about in regards to this doubt is, you know, how do we combat doubt? And I would love to take some time to pray over this. But um, what I've realized in my own life, and I think I'm seeing it when I'm reading the Old Testament recently, is that the best way to combat doubt is with remembrance, um, a holy, sacred remembrance of how God has shown up in our lives and has shown up throughout the gospel, throughout scripture. Um, I think it's so funny that the Israelites in just such a cycle, like God comes through for them. He delivers them from their enemies, like starting in Egypt and then like delivers them the Red Sea, like all these battles, like that God is coming for them um, and saving them for these from these enemies. And then what causes them to act out or to have these tan temper tantrums or to worship other gods is not even necessarily a temptation for those things. It's that they forget what God did for them. Um, so I think the best way that we can combat doubt is to acknowledge that we've we have felt the presence of God. Um, and there are times, I'm sure that we have all had those times where we're like, I know that he exists and I know he's there. Um, and sometimes I think it's good to write those those things down. I've been keeping like a gratefulness journal since I read um, A Thousand Gifts by Ann Boskamp since my sophomore year of high school. And I write a few things down each day of just rem so that I can look back and remember what God did for me so that if I'm in a season that feels like wilderness or a season that feels like spiritual desertion, that I can go back and be like, oh, wait, no, I may be doubting this now, but I, I knew then that he was there. Um, and that he's working. So yeah, I just want to pray for us. Um, I want to pray for just all of the people whose ears are listening to this podcast. Okay, let's pray. Um, dear Heavenly Father, we just are in awe of you, God. And we come to you with our most honest prayer and if anyone listening is anything like me, there are times when I I just don't know, Lord. Um, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know my purpose. I don't know um, how, you're, how you're playing out your plan in my life. Um, I think I doubt your character. I doubt your goodness, God, in a world that is just an utter mess right now. I think one of the hardest things for me to believe in fullness is that you're good. But God, I just can't help but feel like you are pursuing revival within the Christian community and within the theater industry too right now, God. So we just come to you and ask that we can wrestle these doubts alongside you, God. 
um, that it, that doubt will not be something that furthers us from you or causes us to waver and and separate us from you hostily like it says in scripture god but like we pray that in that in that laughter of doubt it becomes a laughter of remembrance god like we see in genesis 17 and 21 god we pray that we can do that alongside you we pray that you'll bring people alongside us who we can share and be honest with and confess with god that sometimes the first person to voice doubt is the bravest but then other people in the room will say oh yeah i felt that way too i've had that doubt too and then we can really like come alongside each other and wrestle with you about it god we thank you that you invite us in our just our most messy selves um and we thank you that you want us to process this alongside you god i pray that um god you will just remind us that like you are in everything you are in the smiles of our friends and the conversations that we have with our family you are in the beautiful world that you have put around us god and that if we would just like open our eyes to that that we we won't even need to doubt you i truly pray god for blessings over each and every person who is listening to this right now i just feel a stirring for this industry and for the people who are listening and who want to be a part of this community god i just pray that you will leave us better than you than you found us which you always do god we thank you for transforming us we thank you for listening to us for when we come back time and time again saying we're doubting you and doubting our goodness um which is me literally right now um but God, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you for, for wanting to know us, even when we don't always want to know you, God. Yeah, we thank you for loving us. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Narrow Way to Broadway podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe. We release new episodes the first and third Monday of the month. For more information on what we're up to, follow us on Instagram at InwayBWay.